0: Uh, tonight I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, so get ready. Um, but one of the one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, we read in in, in um, Corinthians about how the Holy Spirit releases gifts. Uh, he's, he's not just a interpersonal force that's around. He's actually a, a personal part of the Trinity that we can actually establish healthy relationship with. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit likes to do is he actually likes to deposit spiritual gifts. His children. And one of the gifts it says is the gift of prophecy. Now, in uh 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about how prophecy is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. So I want to encourage you if you if you ever find yourself in a Pentecostal church like this on a Sunday sometime, or or you come across someone that says, Hey, I'm a prophet, and what they say doesn't actually line up with what Scripture says then I would actually question whether that's a prophetic word or that's just an opinion. And I want to encourage you, that is a great filter to filter through prophetic words that come to you. If it lines up with what Scripture says prophecy is, then that's probably a good filter to, 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 to filter those prophetic words. So with that in mind, I just felt like there was a couple of prophetic words I wanted to share. And the first one was to Kea, but I don't know where kia has got to. Oh, she's at the back, Kia. You're a champion. Everyone, give it up for Kia, champion of the faith. Hey, Kia, how old are you now? Ten. Wow. fire she's getting old. She's growing up. Before you know it, she's going to be like thirty, with two kids and married, and it's going to be incredible. It's in a blink of an eye. But Kia. Um, prophetic word for you. I just wanted to encourage you, um, as you know from your upbringing and your family upbringing, um, about boats and yachts and all that sort of stuff. Um, you, you know a lot more than I do. Um, I'm pretty confident. Uh, saying that, my my, uh, my grandfather was an expert yachtsman. Uh, his name was Peter, Peter Smith, uh, and um, he won a lot of yachting races on the Derwent. But I want to encourage you kia that that you can have a fantastic boat you can have brilliant skilled yachtsmen is that the correct term crew crew we'll say crew you can have a you have a, you can have a good posse a good crew on board your yacht but without the wind you're not going anywhere without the wind you're not going anywhere and I want to encourage you you can have well you can go somewhere if you have a little motor and um, and I don't know, but with wind, you can get a lot faster and a lot further. Uh, you know, with the with the Sydney to Hobart in recent times, there's been a couple of times that they've smashed the record out of the park. Um, not because the boat was much better, but because the winds were favourable. And I want to encourage you, Kia, just to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct you. Um, allow the the love and support of your family and friends to help build you up in Christ. That's like building up the boat, making it better but continue to allow the Holy Spirit to to lead and direct you and guide you. And you'll get much further allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you than you can just get on your own care. And I just believe that that's something God wants to encourage you at this point. You might only be 10 years old, but he wants to say that to you now because this next season of life, when you start going into your teenage years, there'll be opinions going this way, opinions going that way, Facebook comments, and God's saying, Kia, just listen to the Holy Spirit. Trust me, I've got your back. Is that cool? This this is why you should sit down with everyone else because I can't hear you shouting from the back. Um, um, We can chat more after, but let's pray for Kia right now. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for Kia. We thank you for the call of God on her life. We thank you that you love her, that you're for her. And we ask in Jesus' mighty name that you'd be the wind, inside her sails, that you would continue to breathe afresh in her world, that you would lead her, guide her, direct her into all the good things that you have prepared in advance for her to do. We thank you so much. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, I feel like there's someone in the room here um, that got an injury during the week. I don't know who that is. I don't even know what the injury is, but I just had a sense in my spirit that someone picked up an injury and you might even just think it's not that actually um, debilitating but but yeah you Ben? Got a hamstring injury today? Oh mate yeah still quite sore um, well the Bible talks about laying hands on the sick and the injured and they will recover it says that by his stripes we are healed not maybe we are healed. By his body broken, we are made whole. So what I want to encourage everyone to do, let's just reach out our hands in faith we're going to pray for Ben right now and declare the word of the Lord that if we can read it in the scripture then we can see it in our world so Lord we just thank you so much for Ben, we thank you that you brought him here not by accident, not just by invitation tonight but because God you wanted to reveal your goodness and your love to him by bringing full healing to his body we thank you so much that your word says lay hands on the sick and they will recover so we're not we're not um, stirring up something outside of your promises God we're standing firmly on the foundation of your promise and you are faithful to your promise your promises are yes and amen and we ask in the mighty name of jesus for the glory of god the father that you would bring full healing into his body that all pain all strain all tension any tearing would be fully healed in the wonderful in the powerful in the glorious name of king jesus thank you king jesus thank you king jesus amen maybe just stand up man stand up give it a give it a feels different feels a bit better come on come on let's give god some praise for that you come on that is awesome there we go that's why it's so good and so important to be led by the holy spirit amy god loves you he really does his heart is so for you and every time he thinks of you, I just believe that God's the same prophetically right now, every time he thinks of you, his heart's just full of joy it's not full of, I wish Amy had done that I wish Amy would sort that, it's just I just love my daughter and I just want to encourage you in this moment just to rest in that you don't have to strive to get your relationship or what you think you need to be like before God sorted You just have to abide in his acceptance and his love. Lord, I just thank you so much for Amy. Thank you that you love her so much, that your heart is for her, your heart is with her. You've never left her or forsaken her. And God, we just ask in Jesus' name, right now, you would help her just have a greater awareness of your acceptance, your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace, and, and just your general father heart for her, God. A heart that wants to see her succeed, wants to see her thrive, wants to see her prosper but more than anything just wants relationship with her daughter so Lord we just ask in your name that you would flood her with your love and affirmation of love in this house thank you so much for Amy in Jesus name Jesus name How about give God another uh, round of praise in this place and let's thank Jessica while we're at it Thank you for being an incredible gift to our church and just serving and doing what you do. Um, actually, what was the name of that game we were playing before, Jessica? The one with the headset thingy? Hearing things. Hearing things. We, we had a bunch of our young adults just hanging out. It was, what, I don't know, six to 12 of us at any given time just hanging out here this afternoon. And there was this game we were playing. It's called Hearing Things. And uh, you had to put on this pair of headphones... And you had to try to read people's lips. So in the headphones, it would be like blah 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 blah, and you, that's all you would hear. But then you'd have to actually focus on someone's lips and try to actually um, pick what they were saying. And when, when you got it right, they would put that card down, and you, you'd get another one. You had a certain amount of time to actually try to figure out what people were saying. And um, I don't know who this is for today. Just one final word, prophetic word that I feel for someone here today. There's so much noise in your ears. And you're trying to distinguish, is that God? Is that me? Is that the pizza from last night? I'm not sure what this voice is. I don't know which direction. I don't know what to do. And I want to encourage you in the exact same way that we're playing in this game, hearing things. On the card, it had the written word. And I want to encourage you, when, when noise is clouding your judgment of what to do next, go back to the written word. Go back to the written word. Go back to what God has put down as foundational through his word over, over the generations. And allow that to direct your next step. So I don't know who that is for today, but I just feel like prophetically that is something that someone needed to hear here tonight. Hey, I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. I don't want to preach for a uh, massive long time tonight because I want to create a bit of space at the end of the service just to pray for the Spirit of God to move in people's lives. Um, But I really want to focus on three things, three things, like any good Pentecostal preacher, um, I've prepared three points and I believe that if you implement and outwork these three points in your lives that you will become more Christ-like through it. And that is actually the entire goal of the Christian walk, to become more Christ-like daily, with each decision, with each step that we take. So let me encourage you, get ready to become more like, more like Christ um, as you implement these three things. Number one, I want to talk to you about being um, receiving the Holy Spirit. Receiving the Holy Spirit. Number two, I want to talk about being filled up with the Holy Spirit. And number three, I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm just giving you a bit of a heads up of where we're going, where we're going to land this thing tonight. In John 14, chapter 14 of John, the Gospel of John, Jesus has his disciples all together. They've just been having the last supper together. Jesus has washed the feet of his disciples and He's sharing with them a lot of key things that he sees as valuable to impart to his closest friends, to the people that are going to carry the message of Jesus into the world. He's taking this time to really instill and hit home a bunch of key things. Number one, he hits home how important it is to be a servant. The greatness isn't seeking a platform. It's not trying to all of a sudden have 5,000 CEOs as friends on LinkedIn. It's not having fifty thousand followers on Facebook, Jack, or on TikTok, or whatever it is that young people are on these days. The greatness isn't isn't getting to the top of the mountain in your field of endeavour, but it's actually in becoming a servant to all. He then highlights the importance of loving one another. That if we, if we choose to love one another, not just like it as a great concept, but choose to love one another, then we are actually fulfilling Christ's greatest command. That at the heart of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ, love and living a life that demonstrates love in action is paramount to the Christian walk. But then he says something quite startling. After saying, if you love me, this is verse 15, obey my commandments and I'll ask the Father and he will give you another, an advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. and doesn't even recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you and, now, and later he'll be in you. He'll be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I, I will come to you soon. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and, and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who love me. Because, and because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas Iscariot um, sorry, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourselves yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And, any, and remember, my words are not my own. What I tell you was from the Father who has sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. He will teach you everything. He will teach you everything and remind you and remind you and remind you everything I've told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I'm going away, but I will come back to you again. So if you really love me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father who is greater than I am. I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. But I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. You know, he, he shares something quite startling in this passage of scripture. He, he he says to his disciples, I'm actually disappearing. I'm going. I'm leaving you. But the encouraging thing, he doesn't leave us as orphans or the disciples as orphans, he says, I'm going to send to you someone else, the Holy Spirit. You know him and soon he'll be in you. And I want to encourage you, we are recipients of that promise on the, on the on this side of the cross, on this side of Pentecost, we're living in a time we are, where we are recipients of that promise, where we can actually receive the Holy Spirit, where we can not just be aware of the Holy Spirit, but actually be vessels and carriers of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, firstly, who here likes gifts? Yeah? Who here likes gifts? Do we have any people that that is your love language? You know, it says in, what's that, the five love languages, that one of the love languages is is gifts. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a few people that like like gifts in this place? Yeah. What's the greatest gift you've ever received? Salvation? Jesus? Oh, you're a step ahead of me, Ben. Let's take it. Your beautiful wife. You know, and, and you know, I, I would hope that um, Gainor would say that, you know, that you were the greatest gifter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, you know, on that day... Um, 60 years ago, when Grant got down on one knee and uh, <laughs> and offered this gift of "Will you marry me?" to his wife, his now a wife, 25 years ago. Sorry, I was. Anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Grant was quite happy uh, that Gaynor said yes to receiving the gift of not just the ring that represented the the gift of marriage. Um, I think you would have been over the moon. <laughs> Relieved? <laughs> um, and I'm not going to ask this question because this could be quite sad for some, but I, I think it would be quite heartbreaking and hard to to get down on your knee <laughs> and then the person just to go, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. I don't want that gift. I don't want that gift. The Holy Jesus in this scripture... Sort of pretty much gets down on his knee and says, Hey, look, I'm disappearing, but here's a gift. And, you know, a wedding rings great, or engagement rings great, but the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that the world has ever been given, that we have ever been given, that we have the opportunity of saying, Yes, I respect that. But it says here in this passage of scripture, Jesus said it. Jesus said this, that the world cannot receive him. And my point number one is is receive the Holy Spirit, is you cannot be part of the world and receive the Holy Spirit. You actually have to become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, the old is gone, the new has come. Behold, I'm a new creation. When we actually give our lives in repentance to God and receive the free gift of grace that it was given to us through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That actually creates us, makes us, I should say, a new creation that can be a vessel to receive the Holy Spirit. You, like we read all through the Bible how the Holy Spirit was upon people, but something shifts when we get to the New Testament, especially near the end of the Gospels, where, where the Holy Spirit stops being upon people and starts filling people. And being a Pentecostal church, I want to encourage you, We believe in the filling of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the filling of the Holy Spirit. And my encouragement here today is that you would receive the Holy Spirit. But for someone here, I believe there's a couple of people here today, you're going to have to make a decision at the end of this service to say yes to Jesus. I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Because you can't receive if you are of the world. You can only receive this gift if you say yes to Jesus. So, number one, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Point number two. Actually, saying that I'll, before I jump into point number two, I remember when I gave my life to Jesus. It was such a good moment. It was actually here at a night service, and um, Pastor Matt Sharples was preaching. Some of you would know him, some of you wouldn't. Um, absolute legend. But I honestly can't remember a word that he said. Um, but it was during the worship that I felt the Holy Spirit starting to, you know, the Holy Spirit will prompt us and nudge us. I wasn't a Christian yet, so I couldn't be filled and receive the Holy Spirit until I made the decision. But the Holy Spirit can prompt you. Like, he was prompting me, the sinner's heart, to, to, to receive Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And in worship, I just felt the Holy... like it's, I can almost say it audibly. It's weird. Like you know it when you experience it. But like this impression on my heart saying, Dan, you need to trust your life to Jesus. You need to make Him your Lord and Savior. And that moment was the most exhilarating moment that I've ever had in my life. And the best moment I've ever had in my life. And I want to encourage you, if you... If you're oscillating on the idea of, ah, oh, should I, should I not? Do it. It's the best decision you can make. Trust your life to the one who made you, the one who loves you. Number two, I want to talk to you about fill up. Be filled and continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, my car, which isn't as flash as Grant Mullins' car up here, but, you know, my, I drive a Peugeot it's a station wagon, it's all right, it's red, it goes fast, um, it does the speed limit, it goes fast but does the speed limit. Um, great car. I, I, I deliberately bought a diesel when I was living up at New Norfolk because um, you can fill it up and it lasts a bit longer. But the thing is, I still need to fill it up again. I still need to fill it up again. I drove to Penguin last Sunday so last Sunday, I wasn't fellowshipping at our morning services here at Energizer, but I decided to drive with my friend Alan here three and a half hours up to the other end of the state, preached a message. It was awesome. Saw about six, seven people make decisions for Jesus. Got to pray for a whole bunch of people. And um, one, of, one of the most scary but exhilarating moments of prayer was right at the start when I was praying for this lady who was about 50, um, should probably slightly larger, uh, but praying for her, but there was no one behind her, and then she just fell, and it was like straight on the concrete, and I had to be, I was the prayer and the catcher in that moment, when you're, when you're a Pentecostal preacher and you have to do the catching at the same time, whoa, it's exhilarating, caught and bowled, <laughs> cricket analogy, uh, it, was, it, was, oh, it was just awesome, Holy Spirit was just moving, I just wanted to say that just to encourage you that at the end of the service tonight, I want to pray for some people, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to move powerfully in some people here tonight but in the same way that when I um, got there and when I got back I I had to fill up again like I'd actually used a lot of the fuel that got me there and back and I found myself back at the Uniting Service station again catching up with my good friend from Pakistan and filling up again And I want to say to us here today at our night service that I honestly don't believe that God's intention for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was for us to have one experience and then going like the barman at the bar, that's enough. You're done now. You've been filled up once. You don't need to be filled up again. Because when I study the Word of God, in Ephesians 5.18, It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And that word, be filled with the Spirit, is actually an ongoing verb. In other words, Paul's saying to the people in Ephesus, be filled and continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And when 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 I look at the journey of the disciples... The journey of the disciples. We actually read how after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples in John chapter 20. And he breathed on his disciples and said, Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. It says they were filled. That was before Pentecost. The disciples were filled with the Spirit before Pentecost. How incredible is that? That wasn't like Jesus just being weird and had just was like, you know what? I haven't washed my 18 chewing gum today, so I'm just going to do a weird thing and be like, just just to mess with people. The same Christ who spoke to the tomb and said Lazarus, come out, spoke to his disciples, be filled. And they were filled before Pentecost. And then you get to Pentecost where Jesus has said, hey, look, don't don't rush away, but wait, tarry. Get in that place and just seek me, seek God. And then what's it say again? It said like the sound of a rushing wind and it looked like tongues of fire and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you go two chapters further, in Acts chapter 4, and this is the same group of disciples, in Acts chapter 4, it says they were all together and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm oh, sorry, that's chapter 2. <laughs> it, it, it talks about how they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, I, I'll, I'll read it to you. Let me, just, let me just get to... I love this one. This one's actually... Well, they're all awesome. Like Anytime you get filled with the Spirit, it's all awesome. But 431... I was just rereading this before before I go up. It says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with boldness. This is the same group of people that were filled three times. You're not designed to be filled once. You're designed to be filled and continually filled because we're designed to overflow. We're designed to preach with boldness. We're designed to preach with power. We're designed to, uh, when, when Jesus first spoke to them and breathed on his disciples, he said, go and forgive people. We have the power to bring forgiveness reconciliation to a world that is broken and hurting. You've been filled so that you can be overflowing. You've been filled so you can be emptied and then be filled again. And I honestly believe maybe there's a few people here tonight where you're just feeling a bit dry. You need to be filled up again. I want to encourage you when, we, when we're going to sing this new wine song again. At the end of the service, just, just come forth. Or even just do what Grant's doing right now. Don't even wait to the music. Just start to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. You know, I shared this a, a couple of months ago. I've been, I was reading the book, um, Holy Spirit by Billy Graham. And in the Welsh Revival, there was a little prayer that just held so much power and it was fill me Holy Spirit, fill me. More than fullness I would know. I'm the smallest of thy vessels but I much can overflow. You might not consider yourself that incredible but I tell you what, when you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and overflow out of you, the results can be incredible. The impact can be amazing to say the least. Thirdly, We need to use the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Has anyone ever received a useless gift? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what is the most useless gift you've been given? Show of hands, or or someone just shout something out. Amy, what's the most useless gift you've been given? A quilted duck wall hanging. It, it didn't It didn't suit your lounge room setup? Serious? You know, those things are in vogue. Quilted, no, I, I can understand. Uh, if I saw one of them, if I got received, I'd just be like, Salvos, I just found this, I'm just going to bless you. Uh, has anyone else received a gift that was just legitimately useless? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cain all likes it. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. I know, sometimes in the world we can receive pretty useless things. Um, you know, but I want to encourage you that God's gift of Himself, that's the Holy Spirit, and the gifts that are actually um, unpacked when we receive the Holy Spirit, is not a useless gift. It's the greatest gift you can ever receive. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift you can ever receive. It is not a useless gift like that 1970s coffee set. It is not a duck wall hanging. The Holy Spirit is an incredible gift that God has given us to receive, to be carriers of his presence and enabling his power to move through us. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers... I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols like madam, money, and different things. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all to everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In the New Living Translation, it says, spiritual gifts are given to help one another. I want to encourage you, any gift that God gives you is not just for yourself. It's for the benefit of others. It's for the benefit of the body of Christ. If God has given you the gift of discernment, it's not just so you can look down your nose judgmentally at people that are doing things wrong. It's so that you can actually help build them up. You can discern what's going wrong, not just so you can be better than, but so you can help them be better. If God has given you a gift, it's for the body. It's to bless. It is to build. It is to strengthen. It is to encourage. It is to comfort for to one is given through the Spirit, through the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom. You know, for some people here, He's given you wisdom, not just so you can store it, but so you can speak it and help others share in that wisdom too. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing as we saw earlier tonight in Ben. You know, how blessed am I to be a part of a moment where God moves and heals someone. You know, some of you, oh, you know, some of us, we can get so caught up and just go into the next thing that we all of a sudden forget that 30 minutes ago, someone was just healed. Your, your heart and your head shifted to, oh, what's for dinner tonight? Dan's now been preaching for 30 minutes. It's just like, a miracle took place just before, and now we're getting caught up on these other things. That's why it's so important to remind ourselves of the good things that God has done in our life, because it helps fuel faith for the next thing that God wants to do in our life. To the same, to another, he gives the ability to work miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, between spirits. It's a a BS reader to another, I'm glad someone found that funny, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, and all these are empowered by the one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually, as he wills. Wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healings, miracles, discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues. God wants us to Receive his gifts, but then actually use those gifts. He doesn't want it to be one of those useless things like a duck. Wall hanging that you lost. He doesn't want it to be one of those gifts that end up in the back of the shed, unopened. He wants it like children on Christmas Day for us to open it up and be running around using it. And you know, as I'm not a father, but I've, I've you know, got family. There's, I don't think there's really any greater joy for a parent than seeing a child open up something and just so overwhelmingly thankful and grateful, and running around. And they're showing people. They're like, they run up to you like Dave would have this all the time at the moment. They run up to Dave and be like, "Dave, look what I've got." And he, Dave's like, "Yeah, I bought that." I know. <laughs> I saw it in the shop. I know exactly what it is. But it's not about the item. It's the heart of actually relationship, of just seeing a child run up to you and be thankful for what they have. And that's that's what our Father in heaven's like. He's got these spiritual gifts for us. And it actually fills his heart with joy when we actually operate and use them. What gifts has God given you? And maybe here tonight as we pray for people, maybe God wants to give you a new gift. But remember, it's not about you. If you receive that gift, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not like kids, ah, oh, this is my gift! And he wants us to share it around, bless others with it, build up the body with it. So as Jessica starts playing some beautiful Holy Spirit-inspired keys, I just want to encourage you that, just through a couple of testimonies, I suppose, like, there's probably no greater testimony than Ben just sitting in the room. And, like, we just prayed for Ben. Receives a healing in his leg. Praise God. I remember when I was in Malaysia a few, um, almost five years ago now. But I was sitting with a friend of mine who has a gift of faith. He has a gift of healing. And I was sitting there eating curry at 11.30 at night. And, because um, that's what you do in Malaysia, you eat at like really late hours. And we're sitting there and I looked up and all of a sudden I blinked I what am I saying I swear I saw a spear through the shoulder of a man I thought that is weird <laughs> don't see that every day in, in your local curry shop um, <laughs> and then I blinked and it sort of disappeared and I just turned to my, to my mate John and said John this is really weird but I swear that guy over there I just swear I saw a spear in his shoulder he went I reckon he's got a shoulder injury and he was like, all right, why don't we just go over to him and see if he needs prayer? I was like, okay, get up. Hey man, this might sound really weird. I don't know who I'm looking at you. I'm looking at both of your shoulder. Uh, but we we're sitting over there eating curry and we didn't say we saw a spear in your shoulder. We just said, we just have, like, we're just we have just eating food. We just had a sense. Do you ever have a real bad shoulder injury by chance? Like, I was like, yeah. Like a few years ago, I was in a car accident. I literally can't lift it above here was like, well, okay. My mate John's like, do you mind if we pray for it? Just lay hands on him. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just ask that you bring healing to this man. We thank you you haven't identified this injury to us just by chance, but because you want to bring the manifest power of your Holy Spirit flowing through his body and in the mighty name of Jesus, full healing. And we, something along those lines, we prayed and all of a sudden he just started bursting in tears. And it was just like, oh, Better. just completely healed in an instant and i don't say that to to try to glorify my obedience or myself but god has gifts for us that he wants us to operate in and it's not by strength it's not by power but by my spirit declares the lord and if we want to see the impact that i believe god wants to see in our city it's not just going to be us investing in some nice movers some uh, or, or a better building it's actually going to be us being carriers of the Holy Spirit on operating by the Spirit's leading and allowing the gifts that he has given us to, to flow through us. You now this this young man he then ended up um, getting right with God he'd experienced he'd come to faith like ten years ago but got really hurt in the church. but now he's serving at Kingdom City Church in Kuala Lumpur and he's doing great. What testimonies are yet to have been realized because we haven't had the faith to operate in the gifts that God has given us yet. I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit wants to refill some people here tonight. For someone, you want to receive the Holy Spirit for the first time here tonight. You're going to go from being led by your sinful nature to being led by the Spirit through the finished work of the cross through receiving that grace, receiving um, that promise that anyone who believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord will be saved there's some others here I believe you just you just need to have those gifts unlocked I believe there's some gifts that need to be unlocked in this space here tonight and I'm going to invite the worship team to come up in just a moment But before I do that, I just want everyone just to close their eyes, bow their heads. And if you are in that first group, where you know in your heart, you might know about God, but you don't know God. Or maybe you knew about, knew him, but you know you've walked far from him. Let me encourage you, receive the gift of grace, the mercy of God that is revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to be your Lord and Savior. It is the greatest decision you can ever make. The Bible says, acknowledge me before men. And I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. So if that is you here tonight, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. But I want you to lift up your hand. Lift up your hand nice and high. Just so I know who I'm praying for and who I'm praying with. Is there anyone that needs to make that decision here tonight? To say, Jesus Christ, be the Lord of my life sorry for walking my own way I want to walk with you for the rest of my days is there anyone that needs to do that here tonight we give this opportunity every single week because I've got no idea where you're at with God just because you're in a church doesn't make you right with God it's only in faith in Christ and Christ alone that makes us right with God is there anyone that needs to make that decision here just give you a few more seconds that's cool All right, everyone let's look up let's look up Right, no one gave me a wave tonight. That's awesome. That's cool. But let me encourage you, we'll always give opportunity for people to get their lives right with Christ. So if you want to bring someone next week that you've been praying for, loving on, um, we would love to help be part of the journey of them coming to faith in Christ. But no one gave a wave tonight and that's okay because I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do some pretty epic stuff here in just a moment. So I'm going to invite the band to come up and they're going to lead us in worship. But if you need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit, you just feel dry. It's like your your faith has just become a religious ritual rather than an intimate relationship with God. Just come to the front. Some of the team are just gonna stand with you and pray with you. If you feel like there is gifts that you're not operating in at the moment, or you wanna receive a new gift, you're like, you know what? I wanna have the gift of faith. I want to have the gift to see the miraculous take place. Why not take a step of faith and go, God? I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to deposit the gifts that He wants to deposit to me here today, and help me to operate them. I'd love to pray with you and stand with you in that. So let's stand up, and if, if you want prayer for any of those things, just just come out to the front, and the team's just going to lead us in worship.